Welcome back to the Three Apps Podcast, everyone. I hope you are staying safe and inside during these weird pandemic times. Welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to be discussing the impact that the iPhone SE has had on the smartphone market, the $400 phone that Apple just recently released, and we'll also be talking about Twitter's new limit reply feature. Let's get into it, but before we do, here's a message from our sponsor. Alright, welcome back everyone. We're going to go ahead and get started with the discussion about Twitter's new limit reply feature. For those who haven't heard, Twitter is basically beta testing for a small percentage of users a limit reply feature, where basically you can only reply and when you send out a tweet, only the people you follow or people you tag can reply. And I was one of the lucky people on one of my accounts on at SchoolTrack on Twitter, and I was able to test it out. And it's an interesting idea, but it's already being misused by a lot of platforms. It's a reply to this tweet if you want X is bad or Y is bad. You know, it's those type of things have been happening on Twitter because people cannot reply to these tweets anymore. They can still retweet and like and retweet the comments, but replies are just gone. Now, I tried out this feature and it, it's a fun feature to mess around with because it limits people who can reply. And the good part of this so it can direct conversations with only people you want to have. Let's say you only want friends to reply to a tweet that that can be possible with that feature. It's just a, a weird feature and instead of an edit button that everyone's been asking for, Twitter did decide to roll out this. Speaking of, they're also rolling out stories which is it seems like every platform's doing this now. It started with Snapchat, got to Instagram, and then I believe Facebook. And now Twitter is doing stories. It's I forget what it's called, but it's just every platform has their own version of stories that will disappear after 24 hours. YouTube copied, Snapchat copied, everyone has just copied everyone. Yeah, the, the Twitter reply feature, though, does set them out differently. It's a new, it's a new feature. A lot of people don't have it. You might have 10 accounts, you might not get it. Luckily, I've been operating a couple accounts from one of my newer accounts, which is at School Track App, which you should check out. But beyond that, at School Track App did get this feature. And one thing to note is it got it a day after everyone else. You know, my iPhone got it, but not the same when I log into an iPad. Now, when I log in a couple days later, it shows up, but it seems like they're slowly rolling it out for everyone. And I do expect everyone to get this feature eventually, and it is a fun feature to try out, but it, it is what it is. I mean, it, it's kind of cool, but, you know, it's nothing much else. Alright, moving on, we have our iPhone SE, the $400 Apple iPhone with the latest specs, a mix of a camera. From what I've heard, it's an iPhone XR camera. After I fix its teardown, it's just basically an iPhone 8 camera. It's an interesting phone because it's serving towards a market who doesn't want the notch. They still prefer Touch ID, and I know these people. Many people still prefer the look and feel of Touch ID, how fast it is, and yeah, it is still faster than Face ID. While Face ID might be more reliable and it works in the dark, Touch ID will always work. And plus, if you're wearing a mask, Touch ID is one of the best solutions you can have. With 13.5, Apple has fixed that issue. It'll just prompt you with the passcode screen if you are on a Face ID device. But see, Touch ID still fixes that issue. If you're wearing gloves, that's where Face ID comes in. But Touch ID really fixes that issue. When it came to the A13, many people aren't realizing the importance of that chip. 
yeah, it's it's crazy powerful and it, it and it's a good thing because it allows for up to four to five years of software updates, which Apple it's not promised. They've always kept their updates going on their iPhones. I mean, the iPhone 6s is still on the latest version of iOS 13, which is this amazing a phone from 2015 still being updated. Android manufacturers, like even Samsung phones and expensive Google Pixel phones don't even get support for that long. So the A13 is really good for longevity-wise. It'll last a long time. Next thing it's good for is the efficiency. It is quite an efficient chip. It does allow for huge battery improvements as we saw on the 11 Pro while the screen might be the same as the 10s. It does have bigger battery true, but the A13 chip does allow for more efficiency and that does translate to better battery life on the iPhone SE second generation versus the 8. Now when it comes to the camera, the camera is a bit of a different story. It's the same camera as the iPhone 8 as to what teardowns have revealed, but with the processing of the A13 Bionic chip it allows for smart HDR, smoother 4K video, so the A13 is really important. I mean, it allowed for portrait mode on the front and back cameras. These are single cameras, by the way. So the A13 chip is no slouch. It's quite powerful, and it just shows that it can do a lot of these things right on the machine. If you take a photo with a Google Pixel, it does turn out good, but a lot of that is due to the processing that happens at the end. And a lot of that relies on internet. When you disconnect from the internet, you'll notice that the photo is not as good until it reconnects. The thing with the A13 is all that happens on device, whether you're on the internet, off the internet, it doesn't matter, you'll still get a good photo. If you, even if you have low coverage or whatever, you'll still get a good photo on your iPhone with the newer chips because it's able to do all that processing on device. Now that price is the interesting part. It's a $400 iPhone. Last time they did this was with the original SE, and it's catering towards the more mid-range market. This is not the cheapest phone, and yeah, you can get better phones for 200 bucks, like the Galaxy A series. But it's for the people who want an iPhone, and that's really it. If you're complaining and thinking this phone is lacking specs, it's not meant for you. The phone is definitely not meant for you, and it's not targeted towards you. It's targeted towards younger people, older people, or just people who want a phone with Touch ID, small form factor, and it's a reliable phone that's going to last a good couple of years. You're going to get a good usage. Yeah, the SE is quite an important phone in Apple's lineup. It 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 signifies something as they're catering towards a more middle market, not the high end. So now when you look at this, you have the $700 iPhone 11, or you have the $400 iPhone SE, all with the latest specs. The tenors there, it's an older phone, we're just going to go ahead and exclude that for now. But when you're looking at these, $400 is not a bad buy for an iPhone. And especially those constant updates will make sure it lasts for a decent amount of time, especially in the future. I mean, current iPhones, like the iPhone 7, and the same time when the Google Pixel 1 came out, I believe, Right now, the iPhone 7 is still getting updates. It's more than likely going to get iOS 14. And the Pixel 1 right now, it's dead. No more updates. It's done. And that sucks, but Apple has really kept up on their promise of constant updates. Well, they haven't really promised it, but they've shown that even their computers and phones are always getting constant updates. They updated the iPhone 4S after so long. You know, pers personally for me, getting those updates and security patches for four or five years is an amazing thing, and I'm glad 
that the iPhone SE has the A13 and not the A12. They'll just get it another year of updates. So if the iPhone SE, it's a fast phone, and someone on Twitter demonstrated this. The A51, another $400 phone. It's a good phone, yet it has uh, much slimmer bezels and the hole punch camera. But launching Instagram on the iPhone SE versus Galaxy A51 just was miles apart. Speeds were different, and that's where the A13 really comes into play. For the next four or five years, it's going to be a speedy, fast phone. And that's what's important. For a $400 phone, it's going to last a long time. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Three Apps Podcast. There will always be more episodes that might be longer. We're always looking for guests. If you do want to be a guest on the show, simply go ahead and send a tweet to @vidanapps on Twitter or Instagram. That is at V-E-D-A-N-T-A-P-V-S. Make sure you do follow me there. I'm constantly posting about new technology. I'm also on YouTube at vidanapps and vidanapps tech on YouTube. If you'd like to leave a voicemail to which we can respond to the next episode, simply head to bit.ly forward slash 3appspodcast. That is the number 3, and you'll see a message button. You can go ahead and record your message. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or any podcast services that allows for rating, I'd much appreciate a rating. This allows the podcast to reach more people, and that'd be very much appreciated. So do go ahead and drop a rating if you're listening on one of these platforms that support it. On Apple Podcasts, you just have to scroll all the way down. It's pretty hidden, but I'd definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Three Apps Podcast. Hope you're staying home and safe during these weird pandemic times. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next one.